No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Always More. It's a privilege to be with you today and this is a study all about the Holy Spirit. I'm Rebecca Keener and we just love to get in the Word together. I just want to encourage you to uh, get you a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and bring your Bible and a pen and something to write on and let's just get into the Word of God. We're studying all about the Holy Spirit and I'm learning so much. I'm just enjoying being with all of you and I'm just kind of hanging out in my kitchen today. I've got on my Just Jesus t-shirt and we're just kind of casual and relaxed today. I hope that you will just uh, get comfortable with me and get comfortable and settle into the Word. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for every single person watching today, every person listening. Father, we just ask that you would illuminate your word. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would yourself teach us, that you yourself would illuminate and quicken to us the things that we need to know in your word so that we can live and walk out a victorious life every day. We thank you that you said we are more than conquerors. We're not just conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We're not survivors. We are conquerors. So we just claim that today for each and every person watching. We pray, Father, that you would anoint this lesson for your glory and your honor. In your name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. I hear you. You sound great. So today our lesson is the Holy Spirit is our standby. We're looking at John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17, and then also again in verses 25 and 26. So if you want to turn there really quickly, we'll wait on you to get to John chapter 14. So far, we have studied all about the Holy Spirit being our power, our comforter, He's the one who comes in and comforts us in our time of need. And almost you can feel him wrap his arms around you in your deepest, darkest moments of grief and times of hurt. And you can just feel him, feel his presence, feel his comfort. It's not even utterable in words. You can't even describe it in words. Um, but if you've ever experienced it, and I know you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We have also been teaching on the Holy Spirit as our counselor. And praise God for great counselors and people that can help us, godly counselors. And I would encourage you today, if you're watching and you're even praying about or thinking about uh, getting a counselor, always find someone who is knowledgeable in the Word of God and is a Christian, giving their heart to Jesus Christ. Psalm chapter 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You don't want an ungodly person speaking to your life. You want someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit who can impart wisdom and truth from the Word of God because there is safety in the Word of God. This is where we find healing. This is where we find safety and the answer to every question. 
And we have studied about how the Holy Spirit is our conviction. He is the one who convicts us. We've studied recently about how he is our teacher, he is our advocate, and he is our helper. So all these things that the Holy Spirit makes readily available to us and all of these facets of his personality, his lovely personality. You know, the Holy Spirit is a person. He is part of the Trinity, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an it. I was thinking about this the other day that... Um, Somebody said they were singing the song, Send It On Down, Send It On Down. Lord, we used to sing that song all the time. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down, send it on down. And, you know, we, we would sing that song, but really not even thinking the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. Amen. I don't, I don't mean to offend you women, but the Godhead is referred to in the Bible not as a she, but a he. And when Jesus stood up in the garden, when the Roman soldiers came to him to take his life, he says, you don't take my life, I give my life. And they asked him, where is Jesus? And he stood up and said, I am he, hallelujah. And when he spoke that out, there was so much power and force, the power of the universe behind that, that the Roman soldiers fell out, the Bible says. They fell backwards. Well, see, that's the same power, this same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Bible says, lives in you and lives in me. How does he live in us? Through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So looking at John chapter 14, it says, chapter uh, uh, verse 16, it says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and then in parentheses in my Amplified version here, again, I've got the side-by-side, -side, King James Amplified. The Amplified breaks it down into saying our counselor, our helper, our intercessor, our advocate, our strengthener, and oh, hallelujah, our standby. So right there in the Word of God, we see that that word comforter, which means paraclete in the Greek language, really encompasses all of these roles that the Lord is in our life. And isn't that beautiful? And again, if you've missed any of our past programs and all the notes and all the scripture that we've broken down, just you can catch up. Just go online to alwaysmoretv.org. It will direct you to uh, previous programs that you can follow along with and learn more about the Holy Spirit. Now, when we think about the Holy Spirit being our standby, I want to give you the definition of that. Standby means readiness for duty or immediate deployment. It means the state of waiting to secure an unreserved place for a journey or performance allocated on the basis of earliest availability. Oh my, there's so much in that. We're going to break it down. A person waiting to secure a place on standby. Now think about that. Think about how the Holy Spirit, who Jesus said, I'm going to my Father, I'm leaving you, I'm leaving this earth, but it is expedient that I go so that I may send to you another comforter who is the Holy Spirit, and he is on standby. 
Glory to God. You think about that. You know, some examples of standby. Uh, like a soldier waiting for deployment was one of the, the definitions there. I think about my father who was in the Air Force when I was a little tiny girl, and he was a pediatrician on the base there in Bossier City, Louisiana, and I believe I was about three or four years old, and I can remember him being on standby. And there would be times when they would deploy him during the Vietnam War uh, stateside usually to another base and he would have to get on an airplane and fly immediately at the drop of a hat. He would be on standby to be of service to the country and we would not know. He'd say, I have to go somewhere. He'd have to tell my mother I'm, I'm being deployed somewhere to another base, but I can't tell you where I'm going. I remember that very, very well. He was on standby. And I remember we would have drills while we were on the base and we would have to get under furniture and you know they would have like a nuclear drills and the sirens would go off and as a little child that would be a kind of a frightening thing. And the whole base would just be on standby if there was something that was about to happen to affect our country. Uh, and those of you who are in the military or maybe I'm speaking to some military spouses right now, you know all about standby. You know what I'm talking about. Well, see, the Holy Spirit is that for us. Sometimes I think he must, it must be frustrating for him. It must be grieving. You know, the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, I, I think sometimes we grieve him just because we don't, we don't employ his help. We talked about him being our helper, our advocate, our teacher, and he's just standing by saying, you know, if you just let me, if you just let me intervene here, if you just let me help you here, I, I want to help you. I can make it right. I can fix it. I can take care of it like that. See, that's how the Holy Spirit is. You know, he can get into situations. He can, he can get into relationships if we just keep our mouth quiet and be quiet and not try to correct everything and not try to confront everything and not try to fix everything in our own flesh, in our own uh, ability, and we just allow him to come in. He's on standby, and he's waiting for us. Amen? I, I think about also another example of uh, waiting on standby for a flight. Have you ever done that? I know I have. I've put my name on the list, and I have sat in airports. I used to fly with a, one of the jobs that I had years ago and having to catch flights here and there and cancel flights and miss flights and they'd put you on standby. And you would just sit anxiously in the airport just waiting. Oh, I hope, I, I wanna get home, I gotta get home. I gotta get on that flight. Waiting for your name to be called. Waiting for them to put you on the list. You know, that's the way the Holy Spirit is. He is just waiting for us to finally come to the end of ourselves and say, you know what, I need some supernatural help here. I need you to intervene, Holy Spirit. I know you're standing by. And then you think about waiting for a medical appointment. Many times I've just, you know, had situations and I needed to get into the doctor quick and I didn't have an appointment. 
and they'll say, okay, I'll put you on standby. We'll put you on the standby list and we'll give you a call. And you'd wait for that phone call. You'd wait for that doctor to call and to make room for you to come in so that you could receive healing. Well, see, it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. I think about, you know, ladies, you'll, you'll identify with this, but sometimes I'm bad about scheduling my hair appointments uh, in advance, and I'll just kind of have to call at the last minute and say, is there any way you can get me in? I've just got to get in and get my hair done. I've just got to get something done. And uh, they'll put you on the standby list. And boy, you really want to get a call then. We'll see. You know, the Holy Spirit is like that. He is just anticipating almost like a horse wanting to come out of a gate to help you. That's the only uh, thing that comes to my mind right now. He is waiting on standby to intervene. And I think about the scripture, you know the scripture, Isaiah 40 and 31, that says, but those who wait on the Lord. Everybody say wait. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And that word there, the Hebrew word wait means to look patiently, to expect, and to tarry. And that's the the uh, characteristics and the role of the Holy Spirit as the standby. He's just waiting. Just like we're supposed to wait on the Lord for him to come in and give us his strength and his peace that passes all understanding, that guards and keeps us. Just like we wait on him and we minister to him, we praise him, we worship him, we get in our place of prayer and we wait and we listen. I love the verse that says in quietness. I believe it's in Psalm, maybe Isaiah 30, 15. I'll have to look that one up. But it says in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. It's when we get quiet before the Lord and we wait on him that really we, that's when our character is most like the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is waiting on standby patiently for us to come to a place of total reliance upon him. We, we must learn how to wait. We must learn how to tarry. You know, we live in such a frenzy, uh, such a frantic pace in our society today with everything instant, microwave instant, cell phone instant, um, uh, social media instant, instant broadcast, all of those um, elements that are in our culture today that we don't know how to tarry. And uh, thankfully, when I was a teenager, I was very lost, or a young adult friend of mine, really, who knew that I, I had addictions and that I needed help, took me to a church that was a predominantly African-American church, African-American pastor, and those African-American mothers are the ones who took me aside and taught me how to pray and taught me how to tarry and taught me how to wait on the Lord and not get in a hurry and get in his presence and, and teach me how to wait until you get a breakthrough. And then later I sang on the praise team in this church and those same uh, mothers, we would get back in a prayer room and we would pray 
and tears streaming down. We would not come out of that back room, that back prayer room, and I mean mascara and all, just down our faces. We wouldn't come out until we knew we had a breakthrough in prayer. And so, see, those are, those are roots that God invested in me to teach me how to tarry, not get in a hurry, not get in a hurry in a church service to just hurry up and get in there and get out. But we have to learn how to tarry, how to be on standby and allow, give the Holy Spirit some room. Give the Holy Spirit some room to, to operate and to minister to people, to speak. He's just waiting. He's just waiting on standby. Amen. You know, I think of um, sometimes when I have been called to stand by. I served as a minister, pastor on staff at a church here locally. Uh, I was there for nine years as a women's minister. And many times, many times I was called. I was on standby. I was there just to stand by at funerals with mothers who had lost children. And I think of one particular mother who lost a baby, a newborn baby, and I was asked to do the funeral. There's no words in situations like that. You know, you just have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to speak through you and to minister through you, and you just stand by and you stand with. I've stood by so many caskets, and many of you watching today have also where there's no words, you just put your arm around the person, you just hold a Kleenex box, and you just, the Bible says, weep with those who mourn. You know, we can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that he allows us to just be, be there and be the standby. There have been times when I've been called to the ICU, some Somebody's had a wreck, you know, and you go, you walk into that ICU with just fear and trepidation and you see the person who you once knew hooked up to all these wires and cords and their body just swollen with all kind of fluid and not even recognizable. And, you know, there's nothing you can say to the family. There's nothing you can do. It's just your presence. You just walk in with the power of the Holy Spirit. You just gently come in. And you just allow that presence of the Holy Spirit just to work through you. And then he may give you a word to say. He may give you a scripture to say. He may give you a word of comfort. But see, we wait. We stand by. And we stand with one another. I've been called out to homes where there has been a, a, a teen death, a potential suicide. You know, even at Christmas time when the Christmas tree is still standing in the living room and the lights are on. And, and a body has just been taken out of the house of a young person. And there's no words. There's just no words in those situations. And, you know, that's when the Holy Spirit is standing by. And he wants us as his people to learn, to mature, to grow up, and to know how to stand by in the darkest times of life. It's easy to avoid those times. Amen? We want to run from those times. There have been times, you know, in the altars when, uh, you know, ministering in the altars. That's one of my favorite things to do is just to be in those altars when the Holy Spirit's moving and people are weeping and crying and calling out to God and just to have the privilege to stand with people and put your arm around people and love people. Or, you know, even in the office, if, if, if I've had people or even at home who call just to hold the Kleenex box, just to stand by. That's an honor. 
That's a privilege to do that. And see, we're just like the Holy Spirit. We are His presence here on earth. He is in us and operating through us. Amen. Uh, in jails, I've sat with women on the other side of a piece of glass, and I can't touch them, can't lay hands on them. All I can do is just stand by and wait on the Holy Spirit to give me the word of encouragement to say in their deepest, darkest moment. In crack houses and prostitute houses, you know, uh, when we ministered in Phoenix in the Sunny Slope area and some of the houses in 120 degree heat in Phoenix, I promise you, and no air and no running water, and to go in those homes and stand by and bring hope in the light of Jesus, you can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And uh, Psalm 46 and 1 talks about God. David said, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. That present means to come forth, to appear, to exist, to be ready. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants us to be ready. He, he's got you on standby right there looking at me. He's got me on standby. There's somebody he wants you to minister to. And he's got you on standby. And he may not even want you to say a word. It may just be your presence. Your presence filled and anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit that brings the comfort. And you know, only true and lasting comfort comes from the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. Only true and lasting comfort comes from the Holy Spirit. We can try to comfort people in our own human nature but you know what, it doesn't bring any, it doesn't break any yoke. It doesn't uh, bring the anointing that lasts, that's eternal, that gives people true hope. And these are the times that we need to learn to stand by. These are the times that the Holy Spirit wants to use us. I think about my first child, I was in the hospital for a month right down the road here in Atlanta at Crawford Long. I was in downtown Atlanta. I was in another hospital the first week, and then they transported me by ambulance down here. And my family couldn't be there the entire time. They tried as much as they could to be there, my mom and my husband, but they still had to work and had things going on. And there would be times that I would go in labor, and I would be afraid, and I'd think, oh, no, you know, I'm going to have this baby too early, and he's going to struggle. And, and the nurse would come in. Her name was Fumi Lyonia, John. I'll never forget her. She was baptized in the Holy Ghost, and she would come in and pray over me in the power of the Holy Ghost. She'd pray in tongues. She'd lay her hands on me and begin to pray, and she was on standby for me. And then there were times when they would say, your family is in the waiting room. Hallelujah. They're on standby. And, you know, just hearing that would just bring comfort to me to know that people loved me. And that's the way the Holy Spirit is. He wants to bring that comfort and that strength to you. He stands by. He stands by every morning. His mercies are new every morning, waiting waiting for you to call on him. If you just jump out of that bed and brush your teeth or shave or get your shower or put your clothes on, the Holy Spirit the whole time standing there in that room waiting on standby, waiting for you to call on him. John 15, 25 through 26 says this. 
He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had, had not, not had sinned, but now they have both seen and hated me and my father. But this comes to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without cause. Verse 26, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and he shall also bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. You know, that's what the Lord wants today, is for us to be with him. He wants to saturate our atmosphere as the standby, not just the person standing in the corner that we just call out for help and we're just desperate. No, he wants to be our standby in every situation in life that we just have utter dependence on him. And you know what? That's one of the sweetest lives that we can have is just total reliance on the Holy Spirit, just having our, our ear tuned to him when he says, go this way, go that way, do this, say this, that we're just completely obedient to him and ready. We're on standby. That's who we are here on this earth. We are his agents, his hands, the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ here on this earth on standby to be deployed and do whatever it is that God tells us to do. You be ready today because I believe this is a word to you in due season and God's going to tell you, call that person, take that person a meal, lay hands on that person and pray for them, send them an encouraging text, reach out to that person, forgive that person. He's got you on standby, and he wants to use you in a mighty way, and it is the power of the Holy Spirit that will do it. Amen. I want to pray for you today, and if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the best day of your life. I said this is the best day of your life. Today is your day to be born again, just like I was November 30th, 1978. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I know that the Lord came in my life. Just all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I give you my life. I ask forgiveness of my sins. I repent, Lord. I want to live a good life for you. I want to live holy and pure and righteous. I want to do great and mighty exploits for you. I give you my heart in Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, we want to pray with you. We want to stand with you and partner and believe with you that God is going to put you on the pathway and he's going to use you as a standby in somebody's life in their darkest hour. Amen. And he's going to use your testimony for his glory and his honor. And we just invite you to just continue to stay with us as we study and learn more together about the Holy Spirit. I'm learning so much. I really am. It's helping me, and I hope it's helping you. I pray it's helping you, and I pray that you are feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit more and more in your life. Because remember, no matter how much we know or we think we know about the Lord, there is always more. Amen. And we want to connect with you here at Always More uh, if you want to go to our website, alwaysmoretv.org, we have a gift for you for any size offering. If you would like to sow into the program and be a part of this great study on the Holy Spirit, we would be so grateful. We love you. Jesus loves you. He is your standby. 
And we pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next time. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.